Today's staff is that Kufiud Beis in Babakama, as we went for Achenu Kobeis Yisrael Hamsum Atzar Veshivya, and also for the Aliyah uh, Shama of uh, my great grandfather Pinchas Ben Elazar Elimelech Halevi. Amarava, we're about uh, two lines above where the lines get wide in the Gemara. Amarava, Hiniachlam Aviam Para Sheula. We talked. The Mishnah has been discussing about if your father man stole something. Uh, or, or, or otherwise left something to his children, what is the obligation of those children to return the lost, the stolen or lost item to the original owner? So Rabbi says, if the father left over them a borrowed cow, father died, he had borrowed a cow, the children were allowed to use it because let's say it was given uh, to borrow for three months. So their father died after one month, the children could use it for the remainder of the time. A bone say, and let's say it died, they're not responsible for it because they weren't the ones who borrowed it. They never accepted upon themselves the responsibility, right? They didn't accept themselves to, to guard it, but if it was in their possession, they're allowed to use it. If it died, they're not responsible. Because let's say they thought it was their father's. In the first case, maybe they thought it was borrowed. They knew it wasn't theirs, and they were just using it. They figured, you know, the owner didn't come to grab it back. So they could use it, not responsible for it. Let's say they thought it was their father's and they they slaughtered it and ate it. Now, what are they responsible? They they did get pleasure from it, but they don't have to pay the full value. They pay a cheaper value, like what you pay for cheap and meat. Rashi says that's about two-thirds of the regular market value of the meat. But let's say the father had left over some real estate. The real estate always guaranteed his loans and any other obligations he had. Then, then they have to pay the full amount. Now, what are we talking about? Are we talking about the first case where the animal just died on them? Or are we talking about the second case where they actually slaughtered it and had enough? Some say it's on the ratio, that it's on that if the father left some, some real estate, even if the animal just died in their possession, the father had accepted responsibility and had guaranteed it with his real estate. So if the father left them real estate, they'd have to pay even if the animal just died. Of course, died here, Rashi's lost in Mesa Kadarka, but Mesa Kadarka show is not really responsible. He's, he's responsible for uh, for Mesa Machas Molocha or whatever. Um, so uh, it depends, or actually, I shouldn't say that. It's the other way around, I think, right? If they're Mesa Kadarka, uh, he's, um, he's not, he, Mesa Kadarka, he's, he is responsible for Mesa Kadarka, uh, maybe uh, if the father left over real estate, he would be. But it's Mesmach Malacha that 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 he's not responsible for because that's what he was. That's what he uh, took him for. So not responsible for Mesmach Malacha, but he is responsible for Mesa Kedarka. So Yenichlam Avim Achrayes Nachasim Chayavim Lasham. Then they have to pay. So Seikin Maslay Reisha Vimaslay Seifa. Some say it's going on the Reisha that the father's real estate is mortgaged to this animal uh, to to pay for this animal. Some say it's going on the Seifa when we talk about if they. Chopped if they if they slaughtered the animal ratio. If you was going to the ratio, If their father's real estate is responsible, even when the animal just died on them, uh, without them doing anything, and they're still and their father's obligation is there based on his real estate, certainly where they went and slaughtered it themselves, they they would they would their father's real estate would have to pay for the animal. This disagrees with Rapapa. What do we mean by this? So Rashi explains, Rubba is saying effectively that. The father's responsibility is there from the time that he borrowed it. 
So as soon as he barred it and he had real estate, he's responsible if something happens to it, even if the father's dead, uh, father's not here anymore, but his responsibility, uh, his responsibility carries over uh, and survives his death because the responsibility is from the time that he barred it. That's Ravashita, and this would disagree with Rapapa. Who's Rapapa? Well, Rapapa, we're going to talk about his sheet in a couple of lines. Rapapa says responsibility is only from the time that the accident happened, not before. So at the time that the accident happened, the animal died, father wasn't there anymore, so there's no responsibility. This disagrees with Rapapa. But if you learn that this that we added on, that uh, Rava said that if the father had real estate that he had mortgaged against the value of the uh, of the para, um, uh, it, 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 that, he, that that's where you have to uh, pay. But but in the case where the animal just died, you don't have to pay. You don't use the father's real estate because the father's real estate was only mortgaged from the time of the accident and not from the time of the death. And by the time this animal died, the father had long died. That's exactly Rapapashita that the responsibility is only there from the time of the accident, not from the time of the original loan. Listen to this case. Rapapa says, listen, if an animal was already, you stole an animal, you already took the animal, and you shechted it on Shabbos, you shechted it on Shabbos, are you chayef for Shabbos, for being a chatos, for shechting an animal by mistake on Shabbos? Isn't it come live rabbine? No. You're chayef on Shabbos, you're already chayef for the geneva before. Even if we, right, even you're for the Geneva before. So even though now you're going to be high of Dalit Behay, right? So what about that? Don't we say, we don't say Kamla Rabbinay on the Knas. Don't we say Kamla Rabbinay if, if, the, if the act of stealing or the act of robbery is that is took place at a time when, uh, or it, under circumstances where we'd all be high of Misa for the same thing. So if you stole it on Shabbos and shechted it, right? And if you shechted it basically by, you stole it by shechting it on Shabbos. Then you would be potter for uh, to pay for the gzela. You wouldn't see why because you're chayiv for chayiv shabbat. You're chayiv misa for shabbos. Or you're being a chatos in case it was a bishogate. You're chayiv misa for shabbos. You're potter from paying. But if you already chayiv to pay for the animal, let's say you robbed it, not even a burglary, but you robbed it before, right? And now you want to talk about geneva and abeda. You talk about geneva or dalad behay. There you would pay. Because the Rashi explains that the knas, the extra dalvei, is a special chiddush, the chiddush Torah, and that doesn't potter him from uh, the knas does not potter him from the chi of misa, and, and he's not potter from paying knas because of chi of misa. Chi of misa only takes away kamravi takes away the basic obligation. But if the obligation was there, he robbed the animal on Thursday, and he shechted it on Shabbos, he'd have to not only be chayav for Shabbos, he'd also be chayav dalvei. So that's his haysapar gnubal if it was already stolen, already possessed with tafchah b'Shabbos. Chayiv, chayiv for Shabbos. Shekparcha. He's not only chayiv for Shabbos. Obviously, he's chayiv for the Ganev and Aveda. Chayiv dal vehei. Shekparcha chayiv the Ganev. Kordim she over the Yisur Shabbos. He's chayiv for Ganev before there was an Yisur Shabbos there. The the common remedy is only when it's simultaneous. The chayiv for the the higher punishment. The for let's say for be for Misa for uh, for um, violating Shabbos took place at the same time that he stole it. So you're chayiv for Shabbos. You're potter for the stealing. But if the stealing took place before. You're chayiv on Shabbos and you're chayiv for the stealing. And, and you're also chayiv the dalvehay, even though the dalvehay is really from your act on Shabbos, because the dalvehay is not the money, it's not the principle, it's the knas. And the Kalman Rabbi only takes away the karen, the principle, but it doesn't affect the knas, because that's a special Let's say, though, the animal was under your possession because you barred it, you didn't steal it. And then the tafkha of Shabbos, you shechted it on Shabbos. 
So what happened here? You you borrowed it, and now you shechel on Shabbos. So what happened now? Your chiyuv for stealing it and your chiyuv for Shabbos was simultaneously when you shechted it. Then potter your potter from daladei she is for Shabbos v'sikaneva bon keechad. I you say didn't I say that the daladei is not dependent on the kamlan rabine? Yeah, but if your potter for the basic amount is only daladei, not gimel the dalad. So if your potter for the principal. There's only kefil or dal vehe when you're also paying the principal. If you're not paying the principal because of the chiyav for Shabbos, then there's no dal vehe. There's no gimel v'dalad, so to speak, right? It doesn't go down by one level. So what is Rapapa saying effectively? Rapapa saying is that the uh, that if it was already borrowed to if it was borrowed to you on when you when you your responsibility takes place from the time that you shechted it from the time of the accident, basically, not from before. Like Rashi said before, at the first of the wide lines, I'm like, come on, until an accident happens. It's only at that point then that there's responsibility. There's no responsibility before the accident. In other words, his property is not mortgaged to him before. So Rava, depending on how you learn Rava, if Rav is going on the Sefer, then he agrees with Rav If Rav is going on the Reisha, then he disagrees with, with uh, Rav Papa. Pasik says, if you steal something, you have to, if you rob it, you have to return it. That says, Veshev's Exela, you return the Exela. Asher Gazel seems redundant. What does it mean, Asher Gazel, that you stole? What other Exela would there be? You're returning the Exela, that's what we're talking about. What does it also teach me? That even it's, this is going on the children. That if the item is here and the father died, the children have to return it. If you steal something and you gave, let's say, it was apples, and the kids ate them up. Then Peturim Hashem, the kids, the father died. The father is responsible to return it. He's responsible to pay for it if he's alive. But if he dies and the item is no longer here, the children don't have to pay. But if he left the items in front of them, meaning when he died, those items are still there. Then we said before on this on this page yesterday, whether the children are are bar mitzvah, whether they're bar mitzvah, whether they're adults, or whether they are minors. Chayavin, they have to pay because the item is here. That's the Tanakamashi, that's a Chachaman. He says that children are never responsible to pay, to uh, to make good on their father's obligation. Like we saw yesterday, there's a machlokas between the Rabbonan and Sumchas. Now we tell a story that confirms this. Bar Chamud Rav Yirmiya. Rav Yirmiya had a father-in-law who passed away. And the father-in-law had a young boy, had a minor, a 10-year-old, we'll call him. And the 10-year-old, Torah Goli Bape Revirmiya, he closed the door in front of Revirmiya. Revirmiya had come to take possession of the house. Maybe he, he felt that he had made a deal with the father-in-law and bought it. You know, it's always good when families do business with one another, you know, father-in-law, son-in-law. It's always a good, always a good indication that things are going to work out. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Barchamud Revirmiya, so this... Um, Rav Yirmiya, this is really his brother-in-law. He had a minor brother-in-law. And uh, Rav Yirmiya came to take possession of the house, I guess soon after the shiva. <laughs> and the uh, the boy closed the door on him, locked the door in front of him. Rav Yirmiya came before Rav and Omar, look, the kid took away, I have a claim on the house. The father-in-law left it for me, or I bought it from him, whatever, gave it to me, whatever, promised, it, promised me that I could have the yeshiva there. Uh, it came from Rav Avin said, Shalom Tovea, what do you want from the kid? The kid's demanding here. He's the, he's the heir. Father died. The kid is the heir. I'm I could bring proof 
I can bring proof that I took possession of it while the father was alive. I have proof. Can you bring witnesses? This gets us into another topic. Can you bring witnesses when the litigant is not there? You have a plaintiff and a defendant, a toveya and a nitva. Now over here, you're, you're, you're claiming it from this child. Child is not, uh, is not capable, right? It's a, he's the baldin is not here. The father's dead. And the child is like, if I cut and come on lesson, you can't bring, you can't have a case against a child. Take more of a low, you can. We learned in the, um, in the before, we just learned before that if the father left something over, uh, whether it's the adults or children, if whether the children were, I'm sorry, whether the children were adults or minors, either way they have to pay. So he said to him, what do you mean? You got over here the Simcha. Simcha says children don't have to pay. Omar, so Yemi said, the whole world's going to bend over backwards, so to speak, double up a quite of Simchas. You're going to go like, oh, like Simchas, we don't pass. I get left going to take, to take away my share over here. What are you going to tell me? Simchas says, where the Chacham? I'm going to say that if the father left something over, whether it's adults or children, whether the children are adults or minors, they have to pay it back. Meanwhile, while this discussion was going on, the question came down that Michael Kamidor came for Rabu, who was really like Revere Mir's Rebbe. Omar, and, we, and in defending Rabbi he said, Lo who have you not heard? This Allah that Rabbi Yosef Barhamma said in the name of Boshia, Dhamma Yosef Barhamma Boshia, Tinok, Let's say a, a child, Tinok means not a baby, it means a child, a minor, who gathered up his slaves, went down to somebody's field, so he took a posse, you know, he took some he took his slaves, took a posse, and went and claimed somebody else's field. He said, this is my field. We don't say, we don't say, oh, let's wait till he's bar mitzvah so we could have a claim with him. We don't let him keep the field till his bar mitzvah and then bring him to court. You take it away from right away. You take the field from him. What he, he took it away. You take the field away from right away. And when he gets to when he becomes of age, when he comes bar mitzvah, then let then bring Adam, then let him, then let him bring Adam Venera, and then we'll decide it then. Imshallah sure will decide then. But the point is that if a child uh, grabs something away, seizes some property from somebody uh, by, with, with power, with strength, you know, by bringing a posse along with him, uh, we don't say, well, we can't take it away from these bar, he's not bar mitzvah, we have to wait. No, take it away from now when it is bar mitzvah, we'll take it, we'll, we'll, we'll judge then what the case is. So you see that even with children, cases go on, right? That uh, you say that it's, is it really true that, um, uh, that uh, you can't have a, a you can't have a case you can't uh, prosecute with a child here in this case you see that you do take it away from the child because me dummy how can you compare awesome this is I guess Ravavan is answering me dummy awesome who there we take it away from the child he had no chazak of his father this property was in the Rishus of Yankel and this child this minor went and grabbed the posse grabbed a bunch of his slaves and went and grabbed it away seized it away. We don't know that it belonged to him or it belonged to his father. So he just he just because the kid came with strength with a posse doesn't allow him to keep it. So we take it away and we say, fine, we'll judge it when the kid's bar mitzvah. Right now we're taking it away. He's the one who who, who seized it away from, from Yankel. Whoever were the father of Chazak, in this case, what happened? Rehemia's father-in-law died, right? And the the minor son, he was a he was the apparent, the heir apparent, as they say, right? He was the heir apparent, he was the child. His father, lo, we don't say that. So therefore, uh, they discounted Rav Yirmiyah's claim. Amar Avashi, Amar Shabzai. Even though, 
he was really going like Sumchas, but Sumchas said if the, if the kid left it over, but in this case, you're trying to bring a case against the kid. It's not simply like we know this stuff was stolen. It's not exactly like the case of the Chacham and Sumchas because they're talking about where the father died, he had stolen stuff or he had borrowed stuff and he left some stuff here. And the question is, can we have a claim against children or not? Did he take it away from children or not? But over here, it's where you're really taking away real property that the, that the children had a chazak on. It's not like, you know, the father stole the property. Not exactly the same case. Amr of Ashi, Amr of Shabsai. This gets, this has gotten us into another case, into the standard case. Can you accept the Adam Shlobo Baldin? You have a, <coughs> a prosecution of plaintiff and a defendant, and one doesn't show up. Can you proceed with a case, let's say, against the defendant? He's not there. Or you got it's not fair. You got to bring. Can you can you accept Adam to testify against the defendant? Not with when the defendant's not there. He says you could. Toiber of Yochanan, so Rabbi Yochanan asked like in amazement. How could you say that you could accept Adam against the defendant, so to speak, in absentia when the defendant didn't show up? So Kilmer Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan accepted this halach of Ravashi um Rav Shabsai when in a special case he was sick. He was sick, meaning who was sick? So Rashi says, <laughs> in other words, maybe the in this case, um, if 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 the if the whoever was sick, it could be the plaintiff, could be the defendant. Point is that he was deathly sick. And if you wouldn't proceed with the case now, you know, he'll die and he'll never be able to prosecute the case. Don't show you Oh, Adam Maybe the Adam were sick. They were dying. You know, they have cases today in modern. Courts, what do they do in America? You've seen this where uh, somebody's very sick, so they videotape his testimony, right? And they save it for later on. They accept that kind of thing. And Allah, maybe that wouldn't be accepted because it's got to be, you know, oral, it's got to be live. But in any case, they accept it because he's good. Adam are dying. Oh, you Adam of action. Maybe the Adam had to travel overseas. They had a El Al flight to leave. The And they said, look, the Adam are leaving. Our only case is if you show up now, you have to show up tomorrow in court because uh, the Adam are leaving. And if they leave, there won't be any Adam. So in, in these extreme cases, then we would allow testimony to take place, even not in front of both litigants. Right? They sent them, you better come. He didn't come. So in these extreme cases, then we do allow, we do allow testimony, even though both litigants are not there. They didn't. He said the same halacha. You can accept Adam, even though the litigant's not there. Omar Marukwa, the Infashal made Shmuel. I understood, I heard from Shmuel directly that this is where it could go into Paschal Abidina. There was already an open court. In other words, the case had already been opened and, and started to be prosecuted. Going to Paschal Abidina, the Shokhule, they started already the case before. And this day he didn't show up, the and now he didn't come. Have a little puzzle of it, you know, but if they haven't opened up the case yet, Matsyomali, he could say, I know the best, and I go to Lazilna. I would like to, I don't want to be judged by your court. I want to go to the best, I go to Mishalayim. So if that's the case, even if they started the case, he could say, Listen, I don't accept your, I want to go to the bigger court in Mishalayim. Matsyomali, the best, and I go to Lazilna. I'm Rabbi, you could go and knock it, disc me, best, and I go to. It's like when you have a disc is like an authorization, a writ that allows that from the best, and I go to, it says, to the so, to the smaller best that you can prosecute this case, so that's not a valid argument. Once the case, if the case is not open yet, fine. So then maybe as an argument, but if the case is already open and they're and they're prosecuted, and now this guy doesn't want to show up in court anymore. Then you say uh, too bad. You can bring testimony even not in absence. And if he has a claim, I want to go to the best. And I go to. We're talking about where we had a 
there was an authorization from the Bezan Agoto that the Bezan Agoto, the cotton can, uh, can prosecute. Amarav, the communist star can you authenticate a star? Many times, what do you have? You have an IOU, a written star, written from the Malva to the Lova. The Lova says, I, I, the Lova writes to the Malva, I owe you, I owe you, I owe you the money, and there's Adam signed there. Now, maybe the Adam are planning to leave overseas, and the Malva's concerned that when he pulls out the IOU, the Lova will say, it's a fraud, it's, it's, a, it's a forgery. So what you do is you authenticate it in front of a vessel. What do you do? You bring the Adam, the Malva brings the Adam to the court, and they testify, this is our signatures. And, this, and the Besson says, oh, okay, we were sitting here, these three judges, we were sitting here, and these Adam testified about their signatures, and we've confirmed, we've authorized, we've authenticated the star. So you can do that without the Baldin there. In other words, even though the Lowe is not there, the Malva brings the IOU, and he brings the Adam to court, and he says to the court, look here, the Adam, the Adam testified in front of the judges that, yes, this is our signature, this is a valid document, even if the Lowe is not there, Rabbi Elfenamar, you're not Makayim unless the Adam are there, uh, unless the litigant is there, the love is there. I'll explain to you Rabbi reasoning why he says that you can't authenticate it unless the love is there too, the borrower. When we talk about the, an animal goring three times, if the testimony was given in front of the owner, and then he didn't guard the animal, then he's a mu and you have to pay, right? If you're making a claim against him, let you, let him be there. He should be there. In the same way, here the defendant, the lova, should be there. If you're confirming, you're authenticating a star that goes against him. That's uh, that's uh, that prosecutes him to pay the money. You can authenticate a star the way I described, where the malva brings the item to court, even if the besant, even if the um, I think I said by besant. Uh, even if the litigant, in this case, the lobe is not there, even if he's screaming, even if he stands there and says, no, it's forged, but there's Adam who are there, and the Adam say, two Adam is always believed as anything else, and nothing stronger than two Adam, uh, and they say, we signed on this, it's, these are our signatures, and we signed on the star, even if the lobe claims that it is forged, just saying it's forged, is very easy to say, oh, it's a forgery, right? Everything is a forgery, it's easy to say that, that doesn't mean anything. So the halach is you can you can you can uh, that's what Rabbi says. The is you can authenticate anyway. The Yomer, if the if the lover says, listen, wait a minute. Okay, maybe my claim that it's forged isn't enough. Let me give me some time. Give me like thirty days so that until I can bring witnesses to show that it's a forgery, so that I can invalidate this IOU. I will invalidate. We give him the 30 days. That's the standard amount. Anyway, if he says, give me some time and I'll bring witnesses, fine. If he brings in witnesses who invalidate the star, fine. Then it's invalidated. In other words, it's true that we can we can um, uh, validate it. We can validate and authenticate a star even if the lobe is screaming it's forged. But if he says, I have witnesses, I, let me bring proof. I'm going to bring proof that it's a forgery, that it didn't take place. I have witnesses that this is, uh, that it's not uh, valid. Uh, then we, we allow him. We don't authenticate it until we, until we see if he brings the item. He also, also, he us if he doesn't bring him, after 30 days, we give him three days. Bahav is Monday, Thursday, Monday, right? Today's Thursday, right? Next Thursday, Mr. Shem, make a see him. But we give him Bahav the, the three days. Those are the days because Bezdin, uh, that the Kona Ezra Bezin sits in the local courts 
on these days, Monday, because we give him three more chances. Elo also, if he doesn't come with witnesses after three more chances that the Bezdin is open, right, three more chances doesn't, we write against him a warrant. Rashi says a psicha is like a warrant with a shamsa, with a ban. In other words, it's a warrant. He's not paying his loan. In other words, it was. It's, it's, it seems obvious that he doesn't, that he's lying, right? He said, it's a forgery. Okay. We said, fine, we'll give you 30 days to prove it. 30 days pass. He doesn't, he doesn't bring witnesses. We give him three more chances while Bezin's sitting there to show up and he doesn't do it. Then we write a warrant saying effectively that he's a liar and that he's under the ban for not paying his foe. And we and this warrant is valid for 90 days. In other words, we give him 90 days in which to, to, to pay up, to pay up. Now, if after 90 days he doesn't pay up, then uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna uh, authorize the Malva to go collect, go distrain upon his property. What do you, why 90 days? Plus, by the first 30 days, we don't grab his property. Any, we don't we don't go and try to seize any of the lowest property. The Amar Katarf if he's trying to borrow money. In other words, we figure the first three days he knows that he's got to pay. He, there's an IOU against him, and he hasn't been able to invalidate it. So, the, so we give him 90 days to pay up. In the first three days, we figure he's trying to borrow money. Mitzia, the middle nine, middle 30 days, let's say we don't seize his property. Maybe he couldn't borrow any money. He's trying to sell off his property to pay off the loan. That's what you do when you don't have any money. You sell off your property to pay it back. That's right, the last 90, the last 30 days of the 90 days, let's say we don't seize his property. The Omar, he has found a, he's found a, buyer for his property to raise money, but the buyer doesn't have any cash. Do they ever have cash? No. Uh, they're looking for a loan from the bank. So we give him these 90 days. Lo also, he doesn't come after 90 days. We write an authorization on his assets. What is an adrachta? It's an authorization that we give to the Malva. You can now go seize his property, right? Like like I saw before, like a lien, like a lien on his property, but it's more than, not just, it's an obligation. It's, it's an authorization which says, you know, uh, you're entitled to uh, go and check out his property. Uh, in other words, it has to be an, it has to be an assessment. You know, but you, this gives you the right to go collect. It's an authorization that you can go collect his property. Obviously, it's got to be assessed and stuff to make sure you don't take everything. This is all taking place, this whole business. You first give him 30 days, then 90 days. That's all when he says, I'm going to come. I'm coming. Give me a chance. I have a law, but if he says, I'm not coming, I, I claim it's a forgery, I'm not coming at all, then and then we give him this authorization immediately to go collect the property uh, from the uh, from the love. That's only by a loan. It's all because a loan you could say it's outstanding. He's had, you know, he borrowed the money, he's got to go collect the money, etc. I will be cutting. But if it was a deposit, he had no business. Deposit was supposed to stay by him. He wasn't allowed to use the deposit. It was sitting in his property. Then the Alta Casfina, we ride it right away. If there was a uh, he has proof, I gave you this to watch. And now you say you don't have it, and I'm entitled to take your property right away. When do you write a, a this kind of a drachta? You only write it on real estate. You can go collect this real estate. But on movables, we don't write it that you can go collect the lovas movables. Why? Because maybe the malva, if you give him a drachta on his movables, so maybe he'll go and collect his car and his uh, food and his uh, clothing, etc. The malva will consume them. 
He'll consume these movables because he has this authorization. If you write an authorization, you can move lova, And then when the lova actually does show up on my society, maybe the lova eventually will bring proof against it, to invalidate the star. There won't be anything to, there will be nothing to collect back. The lova won't be able to collect anything from the malva because the malva had consumed uh, everything. It's not there. You know, it was movables that are gone. The Islam, Makarka, the Malva, but if the if the Malva himself has property, then Kasvina, then apparently you could write the Adrachta even on movables of the Lova, because if the Malva consumes them and then the Lova has a claim against the Malva that it was a forgery and he has a valid claim and he ruins the, the IOU, then he would have what to collect from, from the Malva below. But it's not really the case. We don't we don't really hold that way. Adrachta Matafla Kasvina, we don't we don't write an authorization to seize the property of the Lova. On, uh, only on his real estate, not on his movables. Afagav the Islay Makarka, even though the Malva has Karka, Hashin and Shemitasu, we don't know that he'll be able to collect. Maybe his property will go, will depreciate in value, and therefore we don't. So basically, what we're saying is the Lova is entitled to make a claim and say, I'm going to bring proof that it, that the Shtar, that the IOU is invalid. We give him all this time. If he says he's coming, fine. It's only by a loan, not by a Picodin. If after all this time he's not able to do everything, then we write an authorization for the Malva to collect from the Lova's assets, but only real estate, not movables. And when we write it, we let him know. We let him know. We let the Lova know that now the Malva has an a, um, uh, authorization to seize your property. That's only if the Lova is nearby. If he's far away, he's, in an, uh, he's across the ocean, then you don't have to give, let him know. It's just too bad. You'll just go grab him. If he's far away, but he has some relatives or some acquaintances who are nearby, then we let them know. Or maybe you can let him know via, you know, a caravan that's going. That was the means of communication in those days. You let him know. We wait 12 months until a caravan can go there and notify him and come back. You don't seize his property till then. He has Ravina, like the case of Ravina, that he allowed uh, to wait for Maracha. Maracha was a man who had a claim on other people, right? That people had uh, borrowed money from him and didn't pay. And Rashi says that the Lova wasn't here. And he made him wait 12 months a year. In other words, he didn't allow the to he didn't allow the authorization to seize the property until they uh, a caravan went 12 months. They allowed him 12 months to go and let the uh, from that place. It took a while. But that's not really the halacha. They were talking about this Maracha was a violent man. If he had gotten the authorization immediately, if he would have seized the land by authorization and then proof would have been brought otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to get the land back. That was a special case. They allowed, they made sure that the Lova was notified, even if it took months and months to notify him. But normally, in a regular case, we don't wait until the shliach, meaning the court, the court messenger, the bailiff or whatever, the court messenger goes, the cluster of is like he goes on Tuesday, uh, notifies him, Vasabar becomes back on Wednesday, and Bishabsa Wednesday, the Wednesday, on Thursday, like today, that's when Bezdin sits. In other words, just give him a couple of days to notify him. This is about the 12 months was a special case. Amr Avina, high shluchah Rabbanan, when you have a court appointee, a court bailiff, who goes and notifies them, you better, better show up in court, you have to come to court because uh, this case is going to be held against you. 
we believe him like two. In other words, when he says, I went there and I reported to him and the guy still didn't come, you believe him like two people. Hanimil Lisham said that's only for an oral ban. In other words, if the guy doesn't show up, we put him on a ban, right? We put him on Kherim. Avalopsicha, but for off, but for a uh, like we said, a warrant on that's going to a warrant that's going to uh, result in a ban. That's like it's a warrant that if you don't show up in this and this time, you don't take care of it, you're going to be under ban. Now, when you have a, a like a written, this is like a written ban, a written ban. Once it's uh, once it's um, uh, it's uh, it ceases, meaning once we we say it stops, you know, the ban you're out of the ban. So the person who wrote the ban, the sofa has to be paid, and the person under the ban he has to pay him. So and since the person was under the ban has to pay, uh, he has to pay the scribe. When they tear up the ban, he you have to pay the scribe for his for his effort. The Kabbalah the Mace of Zuzalasaf, you got to pay the sofa for writing it. Lo, then we don't say that. In other words, then we don't necessarily believe the court, uh, the court bailiff, the court, the court messenger, uh, because here, since there's money involved, we don't believe him alone. And uh, you know, he's got to bring solid proof that the man was notified about uh, about his subpoena. Um, Ravina. Let's say a person is um, uh, was summoned to the court, a legal summons, right? For, to come to court on a certain day. And let's say the bailiff goes to the house, the guy's not there, right? You know, he has to, what, what do we call that? A, a subpoena. Yeah, it's a subpoena, but he's got to hand, you know, there's a, he's got to hand served. it over. He's got to be served, correct. Yavina Zim has got to be served. Now, if the court guy, the court appointee can't uh, can't find him, so you can give it even this, so you can give it to his wife, Apumadis, or neighbors. So if he's not around right now, he's uh, out of town today or whatever, he's at work. So you can give it to his wife or to his neighbors. That's only if the man's not at home, not in the city. But if he's in the city, lo, we don't say that. We don't give it to the wife or the neighbors. Because they'll figure, Amor, um, we figure, Amor, lo, Amorle, uh, we don't have to, uh, they, they, we, we figured that, I mean, um, maybe the, the wife or the neighbors didn't let him know, uh, um, because they themselves figured, right, if he's in town, what do we have to let him know for? If he's out of town, then we know, okay, you have to let him know when he gets back. But if he's in town, then we don't rely on the wife or the neighbors because the, the wife or the neighbors can figure, listen, what do we have to let him know for? The shliach of Bezden, the court uh, messenger will let him know. Probably the Shlich Besson found him, met him on the road. And he told him, even if he's out of town, they we we also don't. When do when do we allow uh, we allow uh, you to give this this uh, to serve the man or to give him the subpoena only uh, via the wife or neighbors? Only when the man returns home from out of town, he doesn't have to pass by the door of the court. But if, even if he's out of town, but in order when he returns home, he has to pass by the court door. Low, uh, low. Uh, you, then we don't allow it. We don't allow to. We don't rely on the wife or the neighbors. Amri, because they figured Ashkehu the best and found him. Amri, they told him again. That's only if he's coming back that day. If he's not planning on coming back that day, as if he's out of town for some period of time, a week or longer, whatever, a few days. Low, we don't rely on the. Women, wife of the neighbors, because they'll forget. In other words, you can only rely on the wife of the neighbors if he's out of town that day, but he's coming back that, that day. And or or even if he's um, uh, and and even then, and even then, uh, that's only if he's not going to pass by the court, 
right? But if it's going to take several days, they'll forget about it, so we don't rely on the Y for the names. Amar Abba, I'm on the Kassel Epsicha, if a, a warrant of a, of a ban was written on this man, because he doesn't come to court, if he went because he refused to come to court, so they gave him a warrant, we don't tear it up until he actually shows up. It's not enough for him to say, okay, I'll show up one day. Once he says, I'm not coming to court, we don't tear up this uh, warrant until until he actually shows up. Let's say there was a verdict against him and he refuses to listen to the verdict. So also, we don't tear up the verdict. We don't tear up the psicha, the warrant that was written against him, until he actually conforms and listens to the court. It actually actually takes action and uh, and follows the verdict. We don't tear it up until he actually was below it. That's not the locha. As soon as he says, I will follow it, we tear it up. In other words, if he says, uh, if we write it against him because he won't show up the court, then we don't tear up the warrant until he actually shows up. If he, uh, if we write a warrant against him because he's not following the verdict of the court, He's not uh, agreeing to pay whatever he has to pay or to take care of it. Then, as soon as he says, I'll take care of it, then we can tear up the warrant at that point in time. We'll pick it up from here from the two dots tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah, thank you.